Come on, let's pray right now. Father, we just come to you as the church this morning. Jesus, we're on your side. (laughs) We are the church, and I thank you that you minister to us. And also, as the church right now, we hold this nation of America up before you. We believe that you hear us when we pray. Lord, I know that saints have been praying, and you are answering those prayers. And Lord, we stand together for your will, your plan, your purpose to be carried out in this nation. Heal our land. Bring together unity out of division. Lord, have your way. Work your plans. And even in this service right now, in this message, Lord, you know where people are at in their lives this morning. And Lord, you've given me this message on hope because you wanted to minister and pour into hope into their lives today. And I thank you for doing that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get into this message this morning. Um, and just in case some of you are wondering, I know what time it is. <laughs> so I did plan my message accordingly. Y'all know that our home folk, you know, I can, I get so excited about the word, but I know we got another service coming here too. So that, that's why y'all come to this service. I know because you know, I have to quit at a certain time. Come on. I, I know you nine thirty people. But let's get into this message today, the hope effect. And I want to take you to the passage in Hebrews, but I'm going to read it out of the New International Version. And here's what Hebrews chapter 12, starting with verse 1 says. It says, a huge cloud of witnesses is all around us. So let us throw off everything that stands in our way. Let us throw off any sin that holds on to us so tightly. And let us keep on running the race marked out for us. Let us keep looking to Jesus. He is the one who started this journey of faith. And he is the one who completes the journey of faith. He paid no attention to the shame of the cross. He suffered there because of the joy he was looking forward to. Then he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He made it through these attacks by sinners. So think about him. Then you won't get tired. You won't lose Hope. Now, in this series, we're talking about moving forward. I believe God gave me this series so that I can minister you to our church how to move forward in 2021. We were all happy to come out of 2020. Listen, things still need to change. Things are changing slowly. They will change. We're hopeful. But you need to know how you move forward. Now, let me just define the word forward, a very simple definition we're using. It simply means onward, so as to make progress to advance. And we talked about last week, when it comes to making progress, can I tell you this, especially as we begin the new year, have some good goals, but don't, don't, don't defeat yourself. Don't set some goal that you know you're not going to do. Start small. Come on, celebrate the small stuff. Celebrate the small wins. Give yourself some wins. Come on, you you can know how to set yourself up to win. Don't set yourself up to fail. Set yourself up to win. But here's what Paul says, too, when it comes to moving forward, when making progress. He talks about our race. We talked about this last week. Every one of us have our individual race to run, our God-given race. Stay in your lane. Because see, when you get out of your lane, you mess us up too. Because now you're in our lane. So stay in your lane. 
know what gifts and callings of God you have. Listen there, I said this last week, there's some pastor friends of mine that have some gifts, that have some calling. I would love to have. I do not have them. I'm going to stay in my lane. Come on, I'm going to use the gifts. I cannot preach like T.D. Jakes. <laughs> Who can? <laughs> Listen, but he can't teach like me. No. I don't know about that. He's a pretty good teacher too. But you understand what I'm saying. Stay in your lane. Run your race. Get some progress. And then he says this. We dealt with this last week. And that is if you're going to run your race, he says strip off your weights, overcome the sins, and endure. You, You need to endure. Don't quit. Don't give up. Then we saw he told us how to do that. It's so simple you might miss it. Someone say it again. Look to Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. We said this, when it comes to forward, when it comes to stripping off the weights, we all have weights. We all are dealing with some things in our life that could slow us down, keep us from advancing. No one is exempt. You you may look at somebody's Facebook and, and you may say, I wish I had their life. If you had their life, you would know it was just a picture. Come on, weights. We overcome those sins. We endurance. And last week I said this. I know that the Holy Spirit throughout 2021 will help us by saying, keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus will say, look at here. Look at here. Come. Have you ever tried to get a baby to take a picture? Everybody's going, look here, smile. Look here. Some of you, God needs to call the angels to hold. Look at here. Look at here. Because we get so distracted. We get so pulled off from our race. We forget what God is doing, what he has done. Run your race. Move forward. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And then, let's talk about the hope effect. The power of hope. I want to read verse 3 again. Hebrews 12, 3, it says, Speaking of Jesus, He made it through these attacks by sinners, so think about Him, then you won't get tired, you won't lose hope. Now, now just so you know what you're losing when you lose hope, let me define biblical hope for you. Because biblical hope is not the same. Uh, often people use the word wish and hope. As the set, well, I'm hoping. No, that's just a wishing. Biblical hope. Here's what you're going to lose if you lose your hope. Biblical hope is defined as this confident expectation of a favorable outcome. You do not want to lose your confidence that things are going to turn out. Well, right away, you see the effect of hope on your forward progress. Because if you, come on, I know this. If you believe that you are going to have a favorable outcome, you'll run. You'll take off. Come on, hope keeps us moving forward. The moment, listen, in a marriage, in a business, What God's doing in your life, in this nation, the moment you believe there will no longer be a favorable outcome, you will quit. You'll give up on the marriage. You'll stop tithing. It doesn't work. I I don't see a favorable outcome anymore. Hope. 
the power of hope. Now, here's what he also says. It says that Jesus was attacked. The enemy's going to attack. Can I just remind you this? We're, we're in the middle of football season. Go Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, now, now, now listen. They are not tackling or running after the guys that are on the sidelines. No, they're after the guy with the ball running toward the goal line. And in fact, they'll even attack and try to tackle those people that are trying to help the guy that's running to the goal line. Listen, when you have hope, you're going to get attacked. Don't lose your hope just because you got attacked. It's because you began to expect a favorable outcome. The devil sees your confidence, and so he sends attacks. Well, you might say, well, I wish he didn't. He does. But keep your hope. You see, hope or, or, or attacks on our hope can create setbacks. Listen, God never said we wouldn't have setbacks. We're human. Give, give yourself a break again. You, you may have setbacks, but don't lose your hope because it's only with the power of hope that you can come back from a setback. I'll just say this. Hope empowers us to come back from every setback. Even if you have a setback, don't lose your hope. Don't lose your confidence that God isn't even able to take your mistake or that sideline or what somebody else do and still bring about a favorable outcome. Wow. Now we do this by looking to Jesus. You see, he's the source of our hope. And now, now let me say, biblical hope always has reason. It's not just like stabbing in the dark. People who tell you faith is blind... Faith is blind to what it doesn't want to see because it doesn't want to be distracted. Faith purposely blinds itself to that. Faith is not blind. Faith sees things other people don't see. Faith isn't blind. Faith is a reason trust. I have reason to trust God. When I look at what he's done in my life, his presence, when I see who he is, when the sun rises, when it's not missed a day. I, just so y'all know, ever since I've been born, the sun has ro- risen every day and set every day. <laughs> Same for you? Yeah. you? You see, that lets me know God's faithful. That lets me, I mean, it's just one small way. But I know that God is faith. Jesus is the source of my hope. Now, now listen, I said hope has a reason. The reason Jesus is the source of my hope for my race is because he finished his race. Even though the attacks came, he finished. And here's the underlying truth. He finished his race, defeating our enemies, so then we could finish our race. Wow, that's where my hope comes from. It's not just something, well, I was wishing, and I hope that, no. Come on, now now listen, let me say this. Let's talk about loss of hope for a moment. It's dangerous to lose your hope. Folks, as the church, it's dangerous to lose our hope over what God can do in this nation. Don't lose your hope. To lose our hope is to lose our race. And what happens when we lose our hope? Let me just make this real plain so maybe you can tell in your life when you begin to lose hope. 
when you begin to lose hope, and I'm talking about God-given hope, when you begin to lose hope, you have 3D vision. Ever been to a movie and it's going to be a 3D movie and they give you little glasses and then all of a sudden you find yourself responding to something, leaning back and you think something's coming at you? 3D. You see what happens when you begin to lose your hope, 3D vision sets in. You say, Pastor Jane, what's 3D vision? Disappointment that leads to discouragement that if you don't deal with your discouragement, it's going to lead to depression. I understand there's different levels of depression. There's even sometimes you can be, there's even physical conditions that cause some depression. But I'm talking about the depression here as a loss of hope where you just feel so weighted down that you can't move anymore. Yeah, we get disappointed, but then you, if you deal with the disappointed, reappoint yourself in the word and move on. But if you don't deal with the disappointed, you're going to get discouraged. You're going to begin to lose your courage. And if you lose your courage, then all of a sudden you find yourself depressed. If you just take the word depressed, it's real simple to define it. You're so pressed down with the weights and the cares that you just can't move anymore. Some people are so depressed they don't want to get out of bed. They're so weighted down. You see, you need to renew your hope. There's times where we've all lost hope. And I... I can't take too much time to say this, but y'all are smart, so get this quick. Holy Spirit, help me. There are times in the natural where you need to let that go. In in some situations, because of what people have done or sell, really, they are hopeless. God God said, I'm done with that. If God says he's done, you better let go. If God's done with that relationship, you better move on. Come on. Sometimes we want to be hopeful over things that really we have no basis, no godly basis, no basis in the word to be hopeful. Let it go. Okay, Now, we're talking about God hope. And when you lose your hope, go back to the filling station. When I run out of gas or when I'm close to running out of gas, my husband gets on to me because he goes and fills up my tank. And sometimes he'll get in the car and he goes, you didn't tell me. (laughs) We're about to go somewhere in my car. But that's really just my ploy, so we'll take his car and use his gas. (laughs) That doesn't matter. It's all coming from the same source. Uh, But now listen, go back to the fueling station. I know in my life, when I begin to lose hope, confident expectation that something is going to turn out well, it's kind of like, you know, in that situation, if it's a particular situation, I go back to the place I had hope. How how do I lose my hope? It's like if you lose your keys or you lay something down in the house, I think, or my wallet, where's the last time I had my wallet? Then I try to go back to that place. Listen, in your life, the Holy Spirit may take you back to the place where he'd given you hope. And usually that leads you back to a word. Listen to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you put your trust in him. Then you, say me, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you run out of hope, go back to the source. And the source of our hope, our confidence, is God. God is our source of hope. Hmm. I met. 
I've done it. You've done it. That's why I say go back. Because maybe you started with your hope in God, but then when situations started turning around, you put your hope in people. You put your hope in that job because I, I, the business is doing well and we're going to get more money. And then an attack comes. You switched your, moved your hope. That book came out, Who Moved the Cheese? Who Moved the Hope? Because if you once had confidence, and now you've lost your confidence, what happened? Go, go back to the source of your hope, and God is always the source of our, our hope. Can I tell you this? He alone can give the kind of confidence you need that a favorable outcome is going to be yours. That kind of confidence comes from him. And then he says, if we'll go to him and we'll trust in him, he'll use the Holy Spirit to give us a power surge. How many could use a power surge of hope? Come on. Now, I am talking about the spirit of God giving you a surge of hope. Wow. He said that when you go to God as the source of his as the source of your hope and you put your trust in him, he'll fill you with joy and peace and then the holy spirit will empower you with an overflow of hope. Wow. And people say, "Well, you know, really faith people that we've been accused of being overconfident." <laughs> You know what? Because God has given us an overflow of hope. Listen, don't let the devil rob your hope through an attack. And if he has robbed it, God's got plenty more hope. Just go back and get full. Till you overflow with confidence. Wow. Can I say this about hope? Hope is God's fuel for our heart. It's God's fuel for our heart. It's God's fuel for our emotions. We need hope that things are going to be okay. We need hope it's going to work out in our family. We need hope that God's going to come through for me. Fine. Come on. Hope. The effect of hope in our life is so wonderful. It's so powerful. Now, I just say let's go for the overflow. And sometimes as we're going through life and we have hope, there's times where we just need to run to God as a refuge. Because, man, God, if I stay out there, outside of you, I'm going to lose hope. If I keep listening to the news, just thought I'd throw that in. (laughs) If I keep looking at social media, just thought I'd throw that in. Listen, I know better, and sometimes I do it anyway. I know better than to look at some people's pages, and I still do. And I go, oh, man. It's like Jeff always tells that story. Who do you say? Not that story, but that joke. He'll, he'll tell me who it is when I start it. Henny Youngman. Henny Youngman was famous for the joke that says the guy went to the doctor, and he told the doctor, doctor, when I do this, it hurts. And the doctor said, well, then don't do this. <laughs> Come on. If you begin to lose your hope when you do that, don't do that. Don't get around that person. Don't watch that news meeting. Don't do that. Because listen, you need 
to keep your hope because if you lose your hope you lose your race you need the hope effect in your life as the church we need the world needs us this nation needs us regarding the pandemic regarding our government they need us to keep our hope in God we're the stabilizing factor do you know who you are come on we're having prayer this weekend I'm so glad I will say this I want to make sure you understand this. The anointing service tonight will not be online because I'm going to be praying for people individually. So you would really be watching us pray for people. Okay. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four nights this week, we will have an hour prayer. Very simple. And if you want to join us online, we encourage you to make it out. But if you can't, you can join us online for that prayer. Now, let, let me get to the power source again. We need refuge. Let's stay full. Hebrews 6.18. And I'll begin to close this out this morning. Hebrews 6.18. It says, So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. There, can I tell you, everybody else, it is possible that they're lying. Anyway. Just a possibility. Therefore, we who have fled. Did you you hear that? Sometimes you need to run. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Really, can I define the big hope, the power source behind all this hope that I'm talking about this morning? The power source that fuels all the hope each of us have in our individual race is this. Jesus went in to the sanctuary for us. He died for us. He became the sacrifice for us. And now you and I can come into the presence of God, the favor of God, the favorable outcome is ours because we hold on to this hope that Jesus won every battle for me. So therefore, my hope is secure because it is founded in Christ who went into the inner sanctuary and has now put me in relationship with God. Listen, you're not just in relationship with anybody. You're in relationship with God. Not just anybody is on your side. No, you've got God. God is on your side. He will rescue you. He will come through for you. Why do you have that kind of confidence? It's not in your own skills. Not in your own abilities. We need to use our abilities. We need to use our skills for God. We need to be good people. Decent people. People of integrity. We need to work hard. But in the end, we're believing that God is going to favor us. Come on. And sometimes, it's just necessary to flee to Him for refuge. Because you're welcome. Yeah. Some people, you know, they come into your house. We have wonderful neighbors. Love them dearly. They gave us some things yesterday. But yesterday I went over to their house to get something from them. And um, they said, you want to come in? 
And, you know, if I, if I would have went in and they have some dogs and everything, so I said, no, I'll just wait right here. But even sometimes, you know, you step into somebody's house, it's a, a friend, you know, and you just step into the living room. How many of you know I didn't run in and go in and sit on the couch? They have an upstairs movie. Room. I, thought, ah, I think I should go watch a movie while you get that for me. Now, now they're friends. We have a wonderful relationship, but I, I don't feel, you know, it's not my place. You know, the relationship, I honored the relationship where it is. But God in you, you can walk right in. With humility, overwhelmed by his love. But come on, where have you been going when you lost your hope? To the wrong place, to the wrong person, just saying. Maybe that's why you don't have confidence. You need to flee for refuge to him. Why? Because God doesn't lie. Our hope is in a God who never fails. Wow. He can be our refuge because he doesn't lie. We can put our hope in his word to take refuge in God also. Now listen, we give something practically to take refuge in God, to refresh ourselves, is to refresh ourselves in his word. Let me give you a couple of scriptures here. I'm going to go through these fast so I can wrap this up. But here's how you flee to God for refuge and get a refueling of your hope. Psalm 119, 147. I rise early before the sun is up. Now, that'd be something different for some of you. I rise early (laughs) before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. Psalm 130, verse 5. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. Psalm 42, 11. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And let me close with this. Also, that word, when we refresh ourselves and we refuel our hope, we take refuge in God and his word. That word also, it says, is an anchor for our soul. You need an anchor in this world. I tell you, I'm glad God will use other people too because this week with everything that's been going on in our nation, I'd come home and I'd talk to Jeff and he'd be my anchor. You gave up, Jane. I want to go on fat Jane. Come on. We all need an anchor. Thank God. But we need an anchor for our soul. Verse 19. Let me read it to you again as we close. This hope is a strong anchor or strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us to the curtains and to God's inner sanctuary. Listen, just like an anchor keeps a boat steady, our hope will keep us steady. We keep our anchor in the water regardless of how big the storm. Listen, don't take your anchor out of the water just because of storm. No, that's the time to keep your anchor and, and, and run to Him. Run to, run to God. And then refuel. Can I leave you with this? God is a trustworthy anchor for our soul. There's no one else who can be trusted. I have other people that I trust in my life, but there's no one 
that can be trusted more, and that we should trust more as an anchor in a storm than God, our Savior, and His Word. It's called the hope effect. Today He will restore your confidence. Today He will build your confidence. Today He will heal you. Hope will bring you back from a setback. Listen, my prayer for you today is that you have and experience some favorable outcomes in 2021. But one of the ways that you're going to do that is you're going to need to understand and experience the hope effect. Did you get something out of that today? I pray that you did.